Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the gift of your Holy Word and we pray that now that it would find a welcome in our hearts and in our lives. May we not just be those who hear your word, may we be those who act upon it, as Daniel did, whose life is an inspiration to us. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please be seated? Well, if you'd like to follow Daniel 6 in the Bibles, it's on page 681 in the Bibles in the pews. And today we come to the last instalment in our sermon series based on Daniel. And uh, we were introduced to him uh, a number of weeks ago as a young man. He found himself as a refugee, as an immigrant in a foreign land, a man who was devoted to God then, and still now when we come to this familiar incident when he finds himself thrown into a den of lions. By now, Daniel is elderly. He's a frail man, and yet his faith in God has remained steadfast. Daniel was a great man of faith and prayer. And throughout his life, he had sought God and was given wisdom by God to live his life and to serve the people who he was entrusted to look after. God honoured Daniel and Daniel honoured God. And God blessed him in such a way that he rose through the ranks within the nation of Babylon Now, along the way, there were those who resented the fact that Daniel was promoted. They felt they'd been overlooked. They were envious of him. They were jealous of him. And as we'll discover, they sought to make life difficult for him. But Daniel, he was clear in his own mind that his priority was to serve God. He was a man of conviction. He was a man of principle whose lifetime ambition was to honour God with his whole being. Daniel always did the things which were pleasing to God. His life revolved around God. His decisions weren't made without any reference to God. He was a godly man. And serving God and living for God was the most important thing to him regardless of what the personal, social, physical and economic cost might be. Now, as we've said already, as a young man, Daniel found himself as a refugee in a foreign land and he engaged with an alien culture. Over the years, as an exile in Babylon, which of course is modern-day Iraq, God helped Daniel to be wise. He explained Nebuchadnezzar's dream and the king was pleased with Daniel. He respected Daniel and he made him effectively the prime minister of Babylon, an immigrant becoming the prime minister of Babylon. We mustn't lose the significance of that. Here was at first a young Jewish man who got on very well within his life. But his ambition, though, was not motivated by self-interest. It was motivated by seeking to love 
and to serve God. And so Daniel ruled for a very, very long time, and God blessed him. When Nebuchadnezzar died, he was replaced by another king called Belshazzar. He also liked Daniel. He also trusted Daniel. He knew him as a man of honesty and integrity. But Belshazzar didn't reign for very long because the king of another nation, the king of the Medes, captured Babylon, killed Belshazzar, and so Daniel then was under the rule of another king, Darius, the king of the Medes. But fortunately, he recognized something in Daniel as well. And so he promoted him to be his chief ruler in this empire. And so here we have Daniel, a man who throughout his life has served God, who has been entrusted with responsibility, and who had the respect of different kings as well as the people. But you know, it wasn't all plain sailing for Daniel. Because there were those who were less important than him who had to take orders from Daniel. They weren't too chuffed about the way Daniel had risen through the ranks and effectively was in charge of them. They were jealous. They themselves had wanted that high position which the king had given to Daniel. And we've seen other instances in these last few weeks where jealous people have often resorted to wicked acts, resorting to manipulation, distorting the truth, backstabbing and the likes. And this is so tragic, isn't it, when we see it happening. But programs, it's not on at the moment, but such as The Apprentice, you see this all the time, where different people are trying to undermine or to stab in the back other people in order that they might look good. It all stems from jealousy, because jealousy can poison us. Jealousy can become a straitjacket within our lives, preventing us from being the people that God intends us to be. Anyhow, these men who had to take orders from Daniel were clever as well as wicked. They tried to discover some way in which to trip Daniel up, in something with which he was doing wrong, and they wanted to report it to the king. But that was a bit of a tall order, because we're told that Daniel was serving God in everything that he did, and so they couldn't find any fault with him. However, they knew he was faithful to God, they knew about his religious faith, and so they thought, we'll use that in order to bring him down. And so what do you suppose they did? Well, they went to the king, and they came up with a false humility, and they suggested that it would be a good idea if the king made a law that no one was to ask any favour of any god or any man except the king for 30 days. Well, the king must have been on a bit of an ego trip because it pleased him. He thought that it would make all the people remember him and that he could then rule them better. Then Daniel's plotters continued in their quest and they suggested to the king that he should make a law 
that anyone who disobeyed this command should be thrown into a den of lions, with death being imminent. Well, in his naivety, the king thought this was a good idea as well. And so he made the law, and it was put down in writing, and the king signed it. Now, you can see what that meant, can't you? You see, Daniel prayed to God every day. And the king made a law that no one could ask favours of God or man, but only him, for 30 days. So if Daniel continued to pray every day, as he did, openly, without shame, then he would effectively be breaking the king's command, and he would be thrown into the lion's den. Well, let's put ourselves in Daniel's shoes for a moment. What would you have done in those circumstances? Would you have decided to give up praying? Would you have decided to perhaps continue to pray, but be a bit more discreet, go underground as it were? Or would you keep on praying as you'd always done, openly with that open window, looking, in Daniel's case, towards Jerusalem. Well, that's exactly what Daniel did. Despite the threat that loomed over him, Daniel wanted to please the king whenever he could, but he also was determined to please God, even if the king himself was not pleased. And so he continued to pray. And Daniel was persistent in his prayer. The evil men who had formed this plot knew he would be because they knew Daniel was a godly man. And so they spied on him. And when they found him praying, what did they do? They ran to the king to report him. Now the king then realized that they had been very clever, these wicked men, and he'd played into their hands. The king wasn't angry with Daniel, and he did not want him to be put into the lion's den. And so he tried to think of ways in which he could get Daniel off the hook, as it were. Now, we may be wondering, why couldn't the king change the law that he had made? Well, it was because it was a rule of the Medes. And the rule of the Medes was that any command issued by the king was unchangeable. It was set in stone. So there just wasn't anything that King Darius could have done. But Daniel, despite what was looming ahead of him, was not afraid. He continued to trust God. You see, God had taken care of him all of his life. And he knew that whatever God wanted to do now, he was able to do it. And when the king found that there was no possible way to save Daniel, he gave the reluctant permission for him to be thrown to the lions. And so they put him in with those fierce, hungry animals and then rolled a large stone over the den to keep him from escaping. But you know, it was with a heavy heart that King Darius did that. He was a very unhappy man, and he had a very sleepless night. He tossed and turned in his bed the whole night. He knew that Daniel had a wonderful God, and no doubt he hoped that Daniel's God would deliver him. 
But the king wasn't sure that he would because he didn't know as much about God as Daniel knew. And that was the reason why he was so worried. And so Daniel found himself in the lion's den. Imagine being put in a pit with lions who were hungry. We can understand what the inevitable outcome would be. Certainly Darius understood that. And so after this sleepless night, as soon as dawn broke, he got up, he got dressed, and he rushed to the place where Daniel had been dropped into this den of lions. And he called out, perhaps in his heart, just hoping, perhaps beyond hope, but nevertheless, he called out, Daniel, Daniel. Well, imagine his joy when he heard that familiar voice from the depths of the pit shout, King, King Darius, your servant is still alive. O King, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths that they should not hurt me. Well, this was great news as far as Darius was concerned, but I'm sure as well as far as Daniel was concerned. Daniel, you see, had done no wrong. And he was not angry with the king either. He knew that the king had been deceived by making a law that was meant to cause him trouble. And so it made the king very happy when Daniel didn't blame him for casting him into the den of lions. But you know what the king did next? Had we read on, we'd have discovered that he ordered all those men who had wanted Daniel out of the way to themselves be thrown into the den of lions. But God's angels did not prevent the lions from eating those wicked men they faced the consequences for their actions. And so the king sent out a command to all the earth that the people should worship the God of Daniel. And that's important, you know, because you and I may feel that our witness as Christians, whether it's people observing how we live, whether it's observing how we say or what we don't say, because of our love for God, because of our faith in Christ, none of us should underestimate the difference that can make on other people around about us. Here, Daniel is an exceptional example. Because he stood up for what he believed to be right, Darius and the whole nation would be blessed and would turn to God. And so you and I, We need to be prepared to stand up and be counted, to dare to be a Daniel. And when we do that, then God will bless us and others as a result. But as we know from Daniel, that will not always be easy. Because we can be misrepresented. We can even face rejection. We might fear the ridicule of other people who might dismiss us because of our faith and trust in God. 
But that should not deter us from being faithful to God, who is indeed faithful to us. Remember that God is the sovereign God. And we see here in the story of Daniel that God is able to deliver his people. It doesn't mean we have a trouble-free life, but what we do know is that God is with us, just as he was with Daniel in that den of lions. It also tells us that faithfulness to God is important. It's so easy, isn't it, in these days, with the pressures around about us, to abandon the truth that God has revealed to us in his word. To actually be pleasers of people rather than pleasers of God. But God calls you and me to be faithful. It also speaks, I think, of Christian discipline. You see, Daniel was a man of prayer. He set aside specific times each day in order to pray. And that's always a commendable thing to do because it Prayer helps us to recognize our dependency on God, but also it gives us to a rhythm in our lives which we're more inclined to keep when we have that rhythm rather than just praying haphazardly when we remember. But also it includes uh, within it the practice of prayer, but also the importance and the impact of our witness and of our testimony. You know, Daniel's story reminds us of what it means to have right ambition. His ambition, you see, was to please God. And because that was his ambition, it meant that, yes, it would sometimes be costly for him, that he would be misunderstood, but God honors those who honor him. And that's what's important to us. You know, sometimes people get themselves in a straitjacket. They may be ambitious, but for the wrong reasons. It's as though one is trying to gain approval or status or satisfaction, when actually, within the midst of it, one remains quite lonely, quite isolated, and quite vulnerable. Our ambition is to fulfill the purpose for which we exist, to know God and to please him. And this story reminds us of God's sovereignty and his faithfulness to all his promises. You see, God is ever faithful and ever sure. So let us spur one another on that each of us might dare to be a Daniel. I'm going to close with this verse here which will be familiar to some of us. It's from Proverbs chapter 3. And I want us just to think about the words, to think about the circumstances in which we find ourselves, and to think about our calling by God, our acceptance by God, and the mission that he has called us to as his ambassadors as his servants, that we might demonstrate his love. Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Isn't Daniel a wonderful example of someone who did simply that? He trusted in God with all his heart 
He didn't rely on his own understanding. In all he did, he acknowledged God and God protected him and God directed his paths. Let's be encouraged in our journey of faith by Daniel's example and by God's faithfulness. Thanks be to God. Amen.